Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Join Jessica Smith on the Like a Girl podcast, where she defies odds, shares inspiring stories, and empowers women to embrace their inner leaders. Tune in for a transformative journey. Welcome, welcome, Lead Like a Girl family. So, I know I sound like a man. I'll tell you why. We just returned on Friday from a really special trip. We went to Puerto Rico to celebrate one of my sister's 50th birthdays. So Will and I, my oldest sister, Jeannie, my niece, Julie, my brother, Paul, and my sister, Nicole, it was her birthday. So initially, we had a long list of people that we were considering to invite. And you know what? Just like any other time, it really worked out. It was the perfect amount of people and the perfect people. And we really, really had a great time. And I'm actually upset after the fact that we did not have some recording sessions because there were some great moments that were that were um they were they were therapeutic for for me and just fun. We just had fun. And I'm telling you, if 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 y'all don't know that laughing soothes the soul, you better ask somebody. Because I know for me, I really needed that. And I shared with a few other friends, I said, it's so amazing how God knows exactly what you need when you need it. His timing is always perfect. We're always impatient. Had I known today, months ago when we planned the trip, I would have absolutely said, I just cannot do it. We we can't do it. There's just too much going on and we're just not going to be able to do it. But we planned the trip. Everything was done and, and, and paid for. So we're going. And even though Will had to work the whole time that he was there, like I told him, well, would you rather work from 
the ocean side in Puerto Rico or the cold breeze of your home office in Atlanta. So that's how we came to the conclusion he would still go. And it really was just a really good time. And we had the opportunity to just talk and relax and chill on the beach and by the pool. So I'm just super excited and thankful for that memory and returned on Friday. And I swear, as soon as I walked out the doors of the airport, it was just like this cold breeze that hit my chest. And I felt it right then. I began to sneeze and my eyes watered. And I thought, this must be, it felt like an allergy attack. And the very next day was the, which was yesterday, the chosen women's conference at our church. And I have been counting down the days for that. And that was great, but I started to kind of lose my voice. I was just hollering and praising and worshiping. And I ended up leaving early to come and get some rest. But by late last night, I knew that I was down. So I am praying and believing for healing because we all know as you come back to work on Monday, there is a lot of work to do. And I know we have a lot of work to do. So I I just don't have time to be sick. So I refuse to participate. But if you were wondering why I sound like a man, that is why. But you know what? When I started this podcast. I don't even know when I'm on 25, 30 episodes ago, I made a commitment. And I remember Jared, my producer, he said, you don't have to know anything about podcasting. You don't have to be perfect. Just be consistent. I think I asked him, what's the secret sauce? And he said, consistency, which I believe is a secret sauce for many things that we do. Most things that we do, if not everything, consistency. So I made a commitment to be consistent and to never miss a week of releasing an episode. And I'm not going to start today. So I am here to just keep this party going. And I know I shared before that I had got back to work and my manager had filed some sort of complaint against the company and I decided to not participate. And you know, one thing I will say, and I think I mentioned this last time that um, my manager at the time, uh, Yvonne, she I'm just so grateful that she really is um, a beautiful person. We're really cut from the same cloth because, you know, she could have had the attitude like, you know, I spoke up to do the right thing on behalf of you and something that was done to you. And now you, even though we we never had a conversation before she did that, 
that was something that she did on her own. But I'm just thankful that she understood my position. She did not feel any type of way about it. She didn't have an attitude. Um, you know, after I spoke with Mark and Paul and some other mentors that I had, <clears throat> they underst- she understood it and it was it was all good. You know, we moved on. But here was reality. She had a target on her back, unfortunately. And listen, I don't know her history, so I really can't speak too much to that. Um, Of course, from my position in my seat, it looked as if once she spoke up that she was being retaliated against based on her leadership, but I don't know that for sure, right? Because a lot of things can look a certain way, but we don't know what's going on in the background. So I try to be really careful about, you know, making assumptions and jumping to conclusions because you really just don't know, which is why I just, everybody that knows me, they know I stand on no weapon formed against me shall prosper. And that's all I can do. So she felt that she was being retaliated against. I kind of just turned my head and kept it moving. I need to work hard, build a brand, build a network, and I need to make some money because I'm behind, right? I'm already feeling like I had reached a certain level of success in terms of my career, a title, a state of finance, you know, and, and I'm years, I'm, I'm starting all over. I'm years behind. So I don't have time for anything, but to stay focused on what I have to do here. And many people were like, there's just no way. Cause I knew that really within 10 years and, and that's a long time, right? That's a long time to do something that you've already done once. And this is not like, you know, losing the same five pounds over and over again. This is, this is, this is different. So I was kind of, you know, just trying to stay focused and stay motivated in a time where it was hard to see the light at the end of the tunnel. So the manager position that I originally got but didn't get, same team, everything the same, one of the managers left, so there was a spot open. And I'm like, okay, perfect. Not only is this my time to apply, but if they know that they did something wrong, the cat's out the bag, now is their time to redeem themselves. So I applied. And once again, I didn't get the job. Now, this time, it was someone who looked like me, but it was a male. Now, here's the thing. 
that I've learned we can't do. I'm sure many of you have done this where you look at the candidate and you say, well, I have more experience than him. I'm better at this than him. Like this doesn't make any sense. I know that I won the interview. Sometimes that's not what it's about. What he had is a long lasting, direct, close relationship with the senior director, the head honcho of that org, which I didn't quite understand mattered as much. I'm thinking that given the fact that she is the leader of that org, I mean, this is her number two. This is a sales organization. If she believed that I can get a better result, then she would want me in that role. Not so much. Doesn't doesn't always work that way. So let me tell you what I did to this day. I have the respect I have for this leader is when I came to her and wanted to get an understanding of like, why, why am I not being considered for this job? Like, did, did you see my resume? Like what, what, what's the problem? And, and let me be clear. These are my words, not hers. So this is, this is me, my interpretation, my, my perception of whatever the words were that, that she said, but ultimately she said that she is looking for leaders to, to groom and to grow and to develop. And, I was already grown. She had no use for me. As a a matter of fact, the sense was that we don't need two chiefs around here. And again, this is my perception. This is the vibe that I got. Uh, Some would say, okay, well, you know, maybe she she was threatened by you. Um, I I don't know. It, It could simply just be that she saw me closer to her level and felt that it would be problematic to lead me. And let's not forget that she has to know that I know what what went down or at least the the accusations of what went down. So it's just it's just messy and I think she's like, okay, we just need you out of here. Now, Now the part that I'm just thankful for is that she could have blocked me. But instead, she helped me. So I went on to just continue to work and do the best job that I can do in the role as I continued to build relationships and build a brand and, you know, the brand that, that I wanted people to know is that I'm humble. My story is such that I have made it at least to the top of the organization I came from, but I haven't forgotten the beginning of my story. 
And if that means I have to start all over and do it again, I can humbly do so. And while I'm doing that, just because I'm back at the bottom does not mean that as I rise, I can't lift. I always want to find someone, because there's always going to be someone, it doesn't matter how low you are on this ladder, there's always going to be someone lower than you. And I want people to know that my, what was most important to me is as I am trying to make my way up this ladder, I am always reaching back for someone else. That's who I am. And that was the brand that I was creating so that people knew that I was a resource. I wanted to be able to use my experience to help others. So I um, just continued to grow my network, do my job, and just pray and believe that the next opportunity would come. Well, a few months later, I had made a friend, the original recruiter, and remember the process went on forever from when I was in California. So the original recruiter that I spoke to, him and I became friends. That's how much we talk to each other about this role. And by the time I got here, <clears throat> we were we were friends. And the leader that basically, you know, said, hey, you know, I think you definitely belong here, but not here in my org. So she gave me really good advice and I had a conversation with my friend the recruiter a couple days later he called me and said hey there is a position that I think you may want to look at and he said it was a sales engineer and I said a sales engineer like what is that and he kind of explained it to me and I said it basically sounds like a director, a, a, a salesperson that's at the director level, and this would be their assistant. I'm a sales leader or a sales director, not a sales assistant. He said, I understand, uh, but you have to understand that there is going to have to be a process in which you go through. I know you see yourself this way, and even if others see yourself, the culture of this company is not just to have someone start off in an entry-level role like yourself, and then all of a sudden they're a director tomorrow. That's just not reality. And so again, I went to Mark and Paul, I went to my mentors, and I talked about uh, the opportunity the the takeaway from the recruiter was he said this 
specific role at the time. He said it's a very sought after role because you get so much exposure. And remember, the name of this game is exposure. Because unless you get exposure, you can be so great and so wonderful, but no one cares because no one knows. You need exposure, and that's where your opportunities are coming. So it's just, it was so many rules to this thing. And I'm like, what? Whatever happened to, again, just outperforming the room and being promoted because I deserve it and because I, I'm a rock star at what I do. No, no. If that's what you're doing and you're feeling like you're chasing your tail, you are because it's not how this thing works. So that was my takeaway about this specific role. And I said, okay, it's more money. It's going in the right direction. It'll get me exposure. And you know what I didn't pay too much attention to is what the actual job description was or, you know, like what it was actually doing. And I'm sure you've heard this before that I think men apply for jobs when they look at the description, whether it is one or zero things on there they can do, they apply for the job. Women, we look at the job description and we have to, I, I don't know, something that it's, it's, this is real statistics. It's like 90% of the job description, we have to be comfortable that we're proficient in before we'll apply. No, we need to stop. I remember not even thinking in too much into what the job duties entailed because my mindset was whatever it is, I'll figure it out. It's a sales engineer, it's a sales assistant, whatever it is, I'll figure it out. Because one thing that I know that I have that is a transferable skill is that I'm resourceful. I may not know how to do it. I may not know the answer, but I'm always going to find it. I'm usually not the smartest person in the room. That's just reality. I know that about myself. That's okay. However, I am the person who goes after it. I am usually the person with the most grit and tenacity. And those things are skills that I believe have really helped me go further than the smartest people in the room. So I didn't care much about what the job description entailed. And then I had people telling me, listen, I don't want you to be discouraged because this is also one of those jobs that most people don't get the first time they try. And as a matter of fact, I had a guy who went from, so here's another thing that's pretty amazing. So 
there were probably two or three people on this team as a sales engineer that came from the inside sales team as a manager. Okay. So the inside sales manager job that I didn't get, had I gotten it, chances are I wouldn't have been looking to move into this role so quickly because it was probably less than a year. However, it seemed to be the next level and the next step and an actual promotion from the guys that were inside sales managers on that same team to then go into the role as a sales engineer, which is why I think that, you know, a few of them were like, you know, one of one of them had just went from an inside sales manager to this team. And he, and he told me, he said, listen, I don't want you to get discouraged, but you're not going to get that job. This is your first time and it's really good because sometimes going out for a job is not about getting the job, it's about getting exposure. And he's he was spot on. But I remember going home and I told Will that he said that and I remember Will saying, they don't know about you. That might be everybody else's experience, but they don't know about you. And I laughed and I said, yeah, you're right, babe. They don't. That they don't know about me. And here's the thing. It's not me. It's not me. Yes, I do the work. And I've said this a hundred times. I'm going to say it a million more. I can't do it without God. I can't do it without supernatural intervention. That's how I've done everything. Because if you think about it and if you really listen to my story, there is no way. And 10 years from now, there is no way. I'm good, but I'm not that good. So what I love so much about this story is it just, it just shows that you just got to believe that there is something bigger than you that is making the plays in the background. So I go through this long interview process and I remember that I got to the last round of the interviews and my closing question for all interviews is based on what you've learned about me and my experience and my background today, do I have your support with moving forward with this role? Now I am, this is, and and I'm, I'm not sure the process, for whatever reason, I, I, I inquired and it was three rounds. For whatever reason, mine was four rounds. And this last round, I'm in this interview with, I want to say they were both, no, one might have been a senior director and one might have been a, a um, SVP. 
And it was a woman and a man and the woman looked at my resume and she says, well, one thing's for sure, Jessica, is that um, we we want to put you where you belong and we're underutilizing your skills and talents at this point, which you think she's basically, you're, you're way overqualified for the job that you're doing. And I said, well, thank you. I appreciate that. So it sounds like I have your support with moving forward. And she was like, well, yes. And I looked over at the man and I said, and for yourself, do you have any questions or concerns? He said, no, not, not at all. And I love that question because sometimes we leave interviews and we're like a nervous wreck for weeks because we're not sure, did we get the job? Did we not get the job? Or sometimes hiring managers will then have a recap meeting afterwards and they will discuss their concerns about you but you're not in the room. So if you ask that question, they have to then tell you what they don't have to, but they should tell you what their concerns are and allow you to defend yourself at that moment. Well, there were no questions or no concerns for me. And I left that interview feeling like I got the job despite most people not getting that job the first time they go out for it. So I'm told usually if you do well, they'll put you on their bench and then, you know, give you some feedback when the job, a spot on the team opens up again, they'll look to their bench before anywhere else. So, I don't remember how many weeks later, but I got the job and I was just, I was so excited, but it was just, listen, if my story at this company ended here, it was, it was, it was still a great story because again, it was the job that I didn't get. And here I was getting a job that would have been a promotion from the job that I didn't get. So you just have to know that all things happen for a reason and sometimes they don't feel good. But if you believe that you have something bigger fighting your battles, And all you have to do is continue to do the right thing. Integrity, right? Honesty. You'll get there. You'll get there. And sometimes you'll still cut the line even when it feels like everybody else is cutting the line. You'll catch up. You'll get where you belong. Thank you for tuning in to another insightful episode of Lead Like a Girl. We hope you found today's podcast valuable. If you enjoyed our podcast, please consider subscribing and leaving a review on your preferred platform. 
Your feedback is crucial in helping us continue to provide high-quality content. If you found the content inspiring, we would like to encourage you to share this podcast with your network. Stay tuned for more inspiring stories and leadership insights on Lead Like a Girl. Until next time, lead with passion and purpose.